When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Still think it's too late to start creating content? Well, think again. Today's guest started her YouTube channel just four years ago and was able to monetize in just four months. I didn't have that type of pressure on me, which I feel like helped me actually grow faster because I was just like cranking out the content. I wasn't so worried about the financial piece of it that I started, I was able to monetize, get monetized on my channel within about three to four months. And I started making, like my first YouTube check, I think was $150. And then the next month it was over $1,000. And then it just kept growing from there. Now she's built her brand to a $50,000 plus in monthly revenue. According to research firm Zion Market Research, the global digital content market was valued at around $1 trillion in 2019, and it's projected to reach $1.7 trillion by 2026. So if you ask me, friend, oh no, you are not too late. You're actually right on time. Dude, like you have to start. And a lot of creators who are in the space of like wanting to start but haven't started yet are like always worried about what if it doesn't look right? What if, what if, what if? And you just, you have to take the risk of just looking like a fool if that's what you even look like. Like the thing is, is a lot of times we actually are a lot better than we think we even are. So you think that all these people are about to negatively judge you or you're assuming the worst and projecting those feelings that are fake that no one has even put on you as real and then it prevents you from actually starting. I mean, think about it. A few years ago, there wasn't any blueprint on how to build a brand. And we're actually hosting a free webinar this weekend to teach you how to build a six-figure brand online. Just go ahead and click the link in the description box down below. Now, let's go ahead and jump into today's show. But before we do that, I want you to like, comment, share, and subscribe. So Aaron, um, I got a question for you. I want to start from the very beginning. The number one, um, well, actually two things. The number one rising entrepreneur in America um, <laughs> is a black woman. You know, and, and so I was like, yo, okay then. So let me ask a black woman who you've been able to build uh, without giving away too much of your personal information, but you've been able to you've been able to build a business as a black woman that's making fifty thousand plus a month. And I want to start here. You know, what what is what is what are your secrets? Not really your secrets. What are the keys to you uh, making fifty thousand dollars plus per month? What are you doing? What's your specialty? What's your expertise? I know it. But for the people watching, how are you doing it? OK, so when I first started Aaron on Demand, I was doing what I called so commercials, which are like social media commercials for small businesses, primarily small black owned businesses in Metro Detroit. Mm. And I was like bopping around the city with my camera. I was doing everything like the I was producing them, recording them, editing them, like everything. And 
they were really successful. And so I started my channel, Erin On Demand, because I was like, oh, shoot, I haven't done this for myself. Like, where's my own soulmercial? Where's my video content, right? So um, I started creating content for myself. I started my YouTube channel, which I had been sitting on for probably years. Um, and one day I was just like, I need to do this. So I started my channel because I felt like there weren't a lot of black women on YouTube talking about like building their business from the ground up. Like I had just moved in with my parents, moved back in with my parents. Yo, when Erin said, you know, she moved back in with her parents, I thought that was actually a wise move. And here's why I think it's a wise move. If you can move back in with intentions and have a clear vision of what you're doing within the next 12 months to 24 months, you take advantage of that time, you steward that opportunity and you work the plan so you can get back out on your own that's a wise very wise move and like was trying to get this thing off the ground and i just really needed to see somebody who was in that stage with me mm. and so that's where i started my channel and then the channel started making more than my business <laughs> and i was like okay like people were starting to ask me not about coming to shoot a video for them but like how was i growing this channel and so I started a membership club and that was like the start of everything just taking off. So I started this membership club and got like so many people in there from YouTube. Uh, and so I was making money off of my channel, making money off this membership club. I was still doing the commercials um, where I was retaining different clients. And so uh, once I dropped the commercials because they weren't, for one, they weren't what I wanted to be doing. And for mm -hmm. two, like they were the lowest income stream for me at the time. Once I dropped that and went all in with my memberships, one-on-ones, I started making a lot more money. So that's what most of my income comes from is my YouTube channel, my one-on-ones, um, my membership club, and then also now brand sponsorships, which has been like a huge revenue stream that's opened up since my channel has grown such a great community. Man, so let, let, let's stay right there because, you know, my team and I, we, we, have, we have a, you know, a huge passion of helping people get out of debt and build wealth. And I believe that you want to have a job for sure, but then also what's on the inside of you that yeah. you can teach, you can share that can also produce wealth. Um, in this new generation, they say the number one small type of business that's growing right now is the content creation space. As a YouTuber, as a content creator, how do you feel being in that category when people say, like, what do you do? Like, how do you answer that question? And it's like, do you like do would you say that is the future? Like, would you agree with the stat that, yo, yes, this is scalable. This is a new career that I think people should really look into. Um, but I want to go back to the original question and also answer that. Like, how do you answer the question? Say, <laughs> what, do you what do you do? <laughs> It is sometimes a challenge, and I think I kind of shift based on who I'm talking to because mm. it's a little bit more digestible for high schoolers to know that I'm a YouTuber and I have a business from YouTube. But then, like, if I'm talking to a business owner, I'm like, well, I'm an entrepreneur who, you know, teaches other entrepreneurs how to create content, how to market their businesses. And I also do the same for myself with my social media. So, um, I mean, honestly, that's it. Like I create the content and then I also help other people create the content to grow and scale their business. Because that's, for me, that's what it's more about. Like the content is great. Being a content creator is great. But at some point, like you're going to get sick of creating content. Like when I'm 45 with a 
16 year old child hopefully like i'm not trying to be like you know pulling out my youtube stuff and you know i want to be able to have something that's sustainable that supports the lifestyle that i ultimately want and i think content creation right now is such a great way for me to get that going but ultimately like i want content creators to see their content their content business as bigger than just content, as something that you can use to develop something else that has more longevity and sustainability. So that is really the root of what I teach alongside of like how to actually create the content. It's like, no, don't stop there though. Like keep going and push for something else. So um, yeah, I hope that answered your question. No, I answered the question real good. Hey, real quick. When you're feeling your best, did you know you can actually take on the world and accomplish anything you want and anything you set your mind to? But sometimes life can get in the way and you may start to feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up as the best version of yourself. That's where therapy can come in. By working with a licensed therapist, you can get closer to being the best version of yourself and feel more empowered to handle whatever life throws your way. If you're considering giving therapy a try, which I highly suggest, BetterHelp is a fantastic option. You see, it's convenient, it's flexible, it's affordable, it's going to fit inside of your budget, and it's all done online, fam. Simply fill out a brief questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, and here's the thing, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered and fulfilling life, Therapy can help get you there. And right now, because you are my family, you can get 10% off your first month when you visit anthonyoneal.com forward slash therapy. Again, that's anthonyoneal.com forward slash therapy. You can get the link in today's show notes. But hey, take the first step towards a better you. Now, here's the second step. Let's get back to the show because I know it's a good one. Let me ask you this question. You know, today, you know, you're making 50,000 plus um, in your business, but you, you weren't doing that in the very beginning, you know? So in the very beginning, what were some things that, what was the mindset you had to have in the very beginning to not give up? Cause I remember, I don't know about you, but I remember, uh, when I first started YouTube, I remember my first check was like $2 and then I was excited cause I'm putting in all this work. Yeah. Then my first check was $2. I was like, man, what? And then the next check was like $15. I was like, man, this is whack. You know, um, but I still had to keep going. I'm curious in your seat, how did you start and how, what was your mindset that you had to have to keep pushing through the beginning stages? Well, the good thing about my situation was, for one, I had moved back in with my parents, so I didn't have any bills. I was still driving my car from high school, so I didn't have a car note. And I also, like, saved money from my previous job. I was working at National Geographic and was making a lot of money there. So I was able to, like, have a little bird's nest of cushion. And I do understand that everybody doesn't have that. So it took some of the pressure off from me feeling like, okay, I'm going all in with this content. I need to make money. I need it to make money for me immediately so that I can, you know, make a living. Uh, I didn't have that type of pressure on me, which I feel like helped me actually grow faster because I was just like cranking out the content. I wasn't so worried about the financial piece of it that I started, I was able to monetize, get monetized on my channel within about three to four months. Oof. And I started making like my first YouTube check, I think was 
$150. And then the next month it was over a thousand dollars. And then it just kept growing from there. And so I often say like, if you can set yourself up to be able to not have to worry so much about how much the check is going to be, then that, that pressure alleviated from your content creation process actually helps create better content, which could speed up the process of making more money. So, yeah. yeah. And, and this, this is what I love about what you just said. He was like, Hey man, this is here are the steps. And what's so good is, you know, this weekend, you guys, uh, my team and I are going to be offering a free webinar, um, that we're going to be teaching you how to build a personal brand, the four keys, the four steps on how you can start and monetize, not on YouTube. Like we're not just teaching YouTube. Aaron is the beast at the YouTube, right? We're teaching you globally. How do you build a brand where you can get on stage, speak, get uh, corporate events, uh, get on podcasts, YouTube, all the type of stuff. So I want to encourage you to check out the link in today's show notes or go to anthonyneal.com uh, forward slash masterclass. It's 100% free. We're going to dial in really teach you how to build a six-figure brand. Um, but then also, I mean, Aaron has an amazing whole situation on how to really scale and build on YouTube. So we're going to be dropping her information in the show notes as well. Uh, so join us this weekend. Check out my sister's information uh, because I'm telling you right now, this is what it's all about. It's really how do we make money on the side? And when you have people like Aaron, like myself, who want to help you really build wealth and man, and it's free, you get some stuff for free. Not everything for free. Now, yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, I know my sister, you know, she... <laughs> You're going to pay us some money, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know, this weekend with us, it, it is definitely free because we want to help you. And so come check us out. Go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash masterclass. We're going to show you how to really start making um, $1,000 within the first 30 days of joining our program. Um, so, uh, so okay, cool. So you, you, were, you were able to scale. You're married. I had the opportunity to meet your husband. One of the dopest brothers, you know, that I've had the opportunity to meet as a husband because... One thing that I, I noticed with you two is we both met at our, one of our mutual friends event, um, Sean, Sean Cannell, who's a dear brother of mine, um, who I say is a YouTube guru of gurus. Um, like, yeah. Everyone's watched him. Like, if you love YouTube, you're watching Sean. Start a channel, you know who Sean is. <laughs> exactly. And so um, Aaron and I had the opportunity to speak for his his big conference um, last year, and Aaron completely killed the stage. Um, but what I loved was her seeing her husband, you know, supporting her, rooting for her, following her around with the camera. I mean, this man was just just rocking that. I'm curious, Aaron, how do you and your husband, you run this business. Um, he's in a, a, a total successfully career space. How do y'all work together as a as a couple um, and, and building such a huge legacy? Because you're a content creation space. I won't say what he's in because he's in a, a very you know high level position. I want to respect that privacy for the family. Uh, but it's like, how do y'all do that as a couple? Spend time and still make money in the legacy part. So Cameron, he's actually an engineer, so I'll just say that much. But he he is able to like he's so great at his actual nine to five job that he has a lot of extra time to devote to our business as well. Mm. So everyone thinks that he works for me, like works for Aaron on demand full time. It's both of our businesses, but he they think he works just Aaron on demand all the time and he still balances his nine to five very well. But I would say the biggest thing for us is that 
when I first started my channel, Cameron was the first person to actually invest in something for it. And he bought me a ring light. This was when we were still dating. Like I had no gear. I had a camera and that was it. So I had the camera sitting on a little tripod. I didn't have any lighting. I was just using natural light and he bought me a ring light and I was just like oh my gosh this is so sweet of him like he is really like invested it just showed it showed me more than just the ring light it was like he's really supporting what i was doing when aaron talked about her husband was the first investor uh, when they were dating that that touched me man because i think oftentimes men we think uh, that we should be the breadwinner, the prize winner, we should have it all. But you know, sometimes how come we just can't invest into our spouse, invest into our loved ones? So you know what, I wanna help you win and let's win together. And so yo, tops off to all the men out there who are saying, you know what, I'm gonna help you win. I'm gonna still be a man and hold down the fort, but I'm gonna be a man and help you win as well. Yo, let's win. <laughs> Baby girl, <laughs> I got you. And as time has gone on, he's just been like, right there and for me I need that like there's mm -hmm. no way that I would have been able to grow the channel without the support of him because for one he's my videographer for two he's my editor um so he edits all of my videos wow and then yeah and then um because I have multiple editors before and I was like we just need to edit in-house it's so much easier so I taught him how to edit and now he's a better editor than I am so he is like he just takes on whatever he needs to do to help the business grow. And that's the kind of spouse that I needed for this type of job because it is a lot. It's very demanding. Like it takes a lot of time. It's very fast paced. And if he wasn't able to like step in and, and just do what needs to get done, then we wouldn't be where we are. So I think for us, it's like managing the time well, like him knowing when to work his job, him knowing what deadlines we have for content and then us always prioritizing like our personal time that just doesn't get recorded going out on dates like having fun together and even when we did uh like the conference like we will add a few extra days on to like speaking engagement so we can just hang out and have fun and enjoy a place because that's like we need that you know so I, I, I'm, I'm here for all the husbands who, the, the content creator husbands who be stepping in, becoming photographers, videographers, editors for their women who are like, you know, they're letting them shine, but they're also shining in our lives in the, in the background that most people just don't see. So one of the things I think that you, you've been really good at, right, is, you know, your content buckets and content lanes, mm -hmm. right? But then also I see your husband in it. And then you are you all were very public about purchasing y'all's new dog, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's like at the same time, I didn't feel like that was too personal. Like yeah. I don't see too 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 like oh, okay, like that's whoa that's TMI, you know. It's like y'all ride that line on, hey, here's our life, but you're not getting too personal. Yeah. And I think a lot of people believe like on YouTube. If you ain't being real personal, you're not going to win. How do you balance? Like, give us some suggestions on people who want to be bloggers like yourself. How do you ride that line? How do you create that boundary of, okay, this is for our, our family, but yeah. this is not going to be for our family? So I, I 
always say there's a distinction between personal and personable. And I ride the personable wave. Like I am a very people person. Like I will talk to you. I will look you in the eyes. Like I just, I'm in locked in with the camera when I'm talking to it and I'm telling small stories. Like all of those things help to create a personable feeling. And most people don't need to know all these gushy details about your inner life. Um, to feel that connection with you. Like if I wake up and I still have my scarf on or if I'm praying in the morning or if I'm like, those are little nuggets of my life that people are able to relate to. And that's enough for most people. So you can straddle the fence on the personable side. That doesn't mean that you have to give all the details of your life. And for me, there's just certain things that are off limits. Like we don't really uh, take the camera on dates. Like they're just, I don't take it to family gatherings, birthday parties. Like I need to be locked in in those moments, but I use, I talk about my family a lot. I talk about things that are, you know, personable, personal to me, but in a personable way. I also tell people to go like narrow, but deep. Like I will tell a lot of things about entrepreneurship and about, you know, what I'm going through in that. If I'm going through a dip in my business, I don't mind sharing those types of details uh, because that's my lane. Like I'm cool with being narrow in that and going deep and and that's about it. Like I'm not going narrow, but deep into my marriage. Like that's just off limits. So I think that picking is not so much about niching in my opinion, as much as it is about like having something that you're okay with diving deeper into than other aspects of your life that you share. <sighs> and that, that's real good because you actually got me convicted a little bit i think i get a little probably a little bit too personal mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i think i need to start riding that line of being personable yeah because the personable thing is more of like your personality like i'm just like oh child like let me tell y'all about what just happened like i i can really like pull people in with my personality and so i use that to my advantage so good and that is that's where people end up going they think they know it's like perception is reality where people think they know more than they actually do you know hey i'm about to uh, (laughs) y'all 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 gonna think y'all know but y'all really don't know as of today thank you aaron for teaching me that one girl (laughs) all right let's give them some practical tips right so you've built this successful you and your husband have built this successful business and hey um, I take my hats off to um, all husbands who can support their wives and their spouses. Tenna, let's be real. This dude was, this was, this was his woman. This wasn't even his fiance or wife. And he said, let me sew into your future. And there was no guaranteed ROI on his investment from her. And so, I mean, hats off to, to my brother. Hey man, love you, bruh. Uh, because you're giving me an example, which I would do that now. If my woman said, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. I will be the very first person, uh, to sow into that future because it's very important. Y'all are building together and y'all are building a legacy together. And as a black person, when the average, uh, black person right now is making about $42,000 a year, the um, average household income is right around $64,000 a year household income. Um, I mean, you're doing 50,000 plus. Yeah, I want y'all to put the keyword there, y'all. The keyword that is not 50,000, it's plus. The fact that you keep adding this plus to has me so weak. Like, you are not forgetting the plus in. What? <laughs> <laughs> because I want people to see that you can win. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you can win. And this is what I love about, about Aaron. I said, Hey, what, what, where you come to? She said, um, you know, I told people thousand, 50,000 a few months ago, but, uh, it's plus now. So <laughs> she didn't give us personal. She said, I'm gonna be personable. It's 50,000 plus. <laughs> and so I think that's important because I think a lot of people don't think you can win. You know, my brother-in-law is a uh, belief in fatherhood. And I remember, I tell the story often, um, you no, know, Glenn, I remember when he first came back home and my sister came back home, Yvette Henry, and she said, hey, my, my husband, Glenn, is going to quit to go be a YouTuber. I said, no, the heck he ain't. Uh, that's my show. I can say this. No, the hell he ain't. A YouTuber? <laughs> what? He ain't making no money. And now he's built a million dollar plus business off of YouTube. But here's the thing I want, I want to talk to you about, Aaron, is people don't look at it just like in our space, we don't look at it as if we're a YouTuber. No, we're running a business. And I think I want to walk through what are some practical things people should do? Like, okay, Aaron, I hear you. I want to be a blogger like you. I want to get on YouTube like you. What are some what are some practical things they should do in the very beginning to lay the foundation to eventually become a fifty thousand plus business down the road? Yeah. Well, at first you have to shift the fear of starting into the fear of not starting. Like you have to do, like you have to start. Mm. And a lot of creators who are in the space of like wanting to start, but haven't started yet are like always worried about what if it doesn't look right? What if, what if, what if? And you just, you have to take the risk of just looking like a fool. If mm. that's what you even look like. Like the thing is, is a lot of times we actually are a, a lot better than we think we even are. So you think that all these people are about to negatively judge you or you're assuming the worst and projecting those feelings that are fake that no one has even put on you as real. And then it prevents you from actually starting. So the first thing is like just believing that it's going to be successful. Um, and then also like when it comes to YouTube specifically, because that's my primary platform, it's just like you have to crank out the content like you, that's good it doesn't even have to like you don't have to pick your niche first you don't have to do all of these steps first you just need to get into it like get into the swing of creating content see if you even like it like it's not for everybody so see if you like it like sit in front of a window that's what i have like it's a window in front of me like you don't need this hefty setup like a can a, a, your phone can start you Get a little phone tripod. If you want to invest in a ring light and a mic, the mic is always more important than the, than the camera. Like get good audio, sit in front of a window and just, just start. Like um, one thing that I did before I was starting, I was a broadcast journalism major. So a lot of that has helped me. I, I attribute a lot of that to the quickness of my growth on YouTube. But I will also say like, Practice just like talking fluently, like yeah. talk in fluid sentences, you know, think about how you're saying things and articulating your thoughts, speaking in full sentences, short sentences. So helpful when it comes to editing, when it comes to people understanding and internalizing your messages. And a lot of times we just want to jump in and just be the best YouTuber ever. And you have to know that there are certain skills that are required and it's, it's going to take you time to get there. So don't look at people who've been doing it for 10 years and trying to be that instead of just working on like where you are right now. So um, that's another thing is just practicing speaking really well on camera or just in your bathroom mirror. 
uh, recording voice memos when you're thinking thoughts, like saying them out loud for a minute and just hearing how you talk is a great thing to start doing. Uh, another thing is once you do start uploading, like use the time to your advantage. So when I first started, I did a vision board video on YouTube. It was one of my very first videos on my channel. And I uploaded that at like the end of November where when nobody was really looking up vision board type stuff yet, like they were all on the Christmas stuff, Christmas decorations. And then at the after Christmas, like that weekend between Christmas and New Year's, my video just like popped off. Wow. And it was because a lot of the people who do typically create that type of content hadn't put theirs out yet. They were waiting till the new year. And so if you can stay like a month or so ahead, then that also can put you at an advantage on YouTube. Like sometimes it's just getting the content out at the right time. That's going to help your video, you know, gain more traffic than if you wait until it's too late, essentially. Um, before, so Before you go into this next one, I want to ask you a question there and please go to the next one because you, you dropping some jewels right now. You have some other YouTube experts who are not as successful as you. They will say, oh, no, focus on quality over quantity. Then you have some people say, nah, drop the content, get the quantity, and don't really focus on quality. Where do you lie between those two? I, I say put the best quality that you can create right now as frequently as you can. So, like, mm. the best you can do is your iPhone. Put that out for now and because the way i look at it is a video from a year ago that was my personal best a year ago is not my personal best now so it's always gonna be like i can be better you know the only way i'm gonna get better is if i create like i have a better camera now because i use the heck out of my last camera you know i'm not jumping like to step 10 when i'm at step seven you know what i mean so i think for for most people, if you have a phone with great quality, the key is to like get the accessories if you can. Like it's not to jump in to get a camera that you don't even know how to use that you think is going to make you better content or to buy this editing software that you think is going to make your videos look sweeter, but you don't even know how to use it. Like you have to take the steps. And so for me, it's like, yes, don't make the video look trash because nobody wants to watch a video that looks trash. But the quality also comes not just from the quality of the video or the quality of the edit or the quality of like your lighting. It comes from the storytelling and like the way you articulate your message and like the quality is deeply rooted in that more so than the visuals. So working on those storytelling things and like how to break down a message, how to like actually get your point across is always going to create better quality than like the camera because half of my a lot of my videos I've shot on my phone yeah, and yeah. like nobody knows. No one's like, oh no, Aaron, I can't watch this one. So if you can create a good video with your phone or whatever you have, it can be a camera, it can be a, a great camera and you can do that one time a week, then start there. Like mm -hmm. don't, don't think that like you have to crank out six videos a week or, or even two videos a week. If that's going to clunk you out too fast, it's better to like ride the straddle of like if you upload too much and your quality is going down then you need to take your frequency down and make sure the quality stays there <clears throat> you know i've heard people say oh man you shouldn't be talking about something if you're not an expert in something like you shouldn't be teaching this 
if you're not an expert in it. And expert means you got a degree, you got the bachelor's, the master's, the doctorates in it. And I, I, I personally, Aaron, I personally disagree with that. I personally feel as if you shouldn't say you're an expert, but you should say, hey, here's my story, here's my journey, and you can choose to listen to it or, or not. And I think there are some people watching us right now saying, well, Aaron, Anthony, I, I don't, I don't have a degree in X, Y, Z, but I, I have a, I have a story. Mm -hmm. Should I share it? I, and, and the reason why I haven't started my YouTube channel, the reason why I haven't started my podcast, the reason why I haven't uh, going out to high schools or um, different conferences to speak is because I don't have a degree in it, but I do have a story that I have some experience in it, but will people frown upon me? I want you to talk to someone because I watch your stuff. You know, my sister loves your stuff. And, and I'm like, man, while you're blogging, man, you're teaching content. Like you're, you're not just, Hey, look at what we're doing. Like there's a purpose and a story um, and, and a life lesson in your content. Speak to people who are saying, you know what? I am fearful to start because I'm not an expert in, in a field. Uh, but they still have a story, a message they want to share. Should they start? Should they still pursue their passion and start a channel? Yes. I agree with you wholeheartedly about not having, like having a story is enough to share your story. So like I tell content creators that I grew the most and the fastest when I was living with my parents, when I was 23, 24 was, just getting my feet wet, you know, because most people can relate to that. Like most people are there. Mm -hmm. And like, I just, I'd be like, don't miss this opportunity. And it's not weaponizing where you're at. It's not like, it's not like cheap marketing, but it's like, use the fact that you are in the same situation that most people are in right now to your advantage. Like your home is an aesthetic. Do you know how many people's homes aren't aesthetic, but still want to be represented? Like everybody's stuff looks the same now. So like do like do something different, share where you are. And that a lot of times for most people is where they like take off when they grow the fastest is when they're like in that kind of vulnerable state of their journey. And they're just like, I'm about to just put myself out there. I'm just about to put it on the table. If y'all want to ride along, then let's go. Because I hadn't started, my, like I, I had started my business, but I wasn't able, I didn't have much business acumen, but I was teaching the stuff that I knew. Like, okay, here's how you make a invoice. Here's how you, you know, like do this, that, the third. And it's more of just like showing where I'm at. And if you want to, if you find value in it, then that's cool. So I say like, don't miss the, don't miss the part that you're going to be able to grab the most people because they're right there with you instead of trying to be up here and you've already missed all of these people who are, who need you. Yeah. 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 Um, how long you been doing this, uh, Aaron? How long you been in? I started in 2019. 2019. 2018. 2018. So yeah. you, that's what, how many years? Almost five. Years. five years. Five, this year. five years making 50 grand five years come yeah. on y'all come 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 on there's someone watching right now and i get this often you know um you know in the content creation space because you are a public figure um people are one they're scared of starting right because they're scared like hey do i have what it takes and here's number two aaron they're scared of what people may say the negative comments that 
not may come, <laughs> that will come, you know, um, every month someone's making a video about me. Oh, Anthony B's a no debt. He's stupid. He's crazy. And his philosophy is so outdated and da 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 da. I mean, I've, I've had some negative videos come from me. I get negative comments on my YouTube channel, on my podcast. I mean, some people are scared of what people may say about them. What encouragement would you have being in this for five years, um, growing and evolving? I'm pretty sure you've seen some negative comments. I'm pretty sure you've had some negative feedback. How did you mentally get through that? And you didn't allow it to, to delay and stop you from getting to where you are today within your business. Yeah. Um, I don't get like an excessive amount of negative comments, which I'm very thankful for. Mm -hmm. I feel like being in broadcast journalism and working in that industry kind of helped me build some thickness to my skin um, because, you know, I was a black girl as the winner of a digital correspondence contest, which was the nationwide contest for National Geographic, which is a very, wow. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. Um, so people were not thrilled. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, it just, it opened my eyes to the fact that like, look, everybody just ain't going to like you. I'm not going to be everybody's vibe and that's fine. Um, but for me, sometimes like when I get negative comments, I read them and I'm like, you know, I guess I could see what, like maybe what you were trying to say, you know, even if I don't necessarily agree with it, just like, just I, you have a perspective just like I do. And if you, if I ain't for you, then I'm just not for you. Right. And I don't, I try really hard not to th take things too personally because, I mean, I don't even know them. So mm -hmm. um, if, if you are somebody who struggles with this, I would um, I would recommend just like treading lightly with overly reading your comments. Like if you can, one thing that I'm doing is like I will respond to comments within the first hour of an upload. But after that, like my, I mean, I have a, I have a manager now who does all of these things. Mm -hmm can help with engagement, but I don't see the stuff as much. So if you can like draw boundaries around like how much you're actually absorbing the things that other people are saying about your content, I think it can help you stay encouraged because most people are going to respect and like understand where you're coming from. It is a small percentage in my, in my experience, it's a smaller percentage of people who disagree with me than who do actually enjoy my content. So I try to just stay focused on that. I love it. I, I love it. My um, creative director has the same background as you, and he's sitting in the back like, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, wanna, I got two more questions uh, before before we let you go. And, and, and you guys, don't forget, we are going to drop Erin's information in today's show notes. Please go follow her on YouTube, subscribe to her channel, um, and follow her on Instagram. Because you're gonna learn a lot. You're gonna learn a lot, and also you're gonna be entertained. Like I, I, I really do enjoy uh, following their journey because it's not just about see what I'm doing. It, it, you're following a journey. I remember when they when they first bought the dog. The dog was a hot mess. Now, that's a dope dog. That dog is sitting. Breakdowns. I know. Walk off leash now. Like she's just such an angel. An angel, and y'all documented the whole process. I was like, yo, this dog is a, I like this dog. You know what I'm saying? I, this, I like this dog now. In the beginning, I was like, oh, poor Aaron. <laughs> I was struggling. <laughs> um, Aaron, you know, they say 
by 2054 that the average black family will have zero to negative net worth. They say that the a stat is out that the average black man, not average, 51%, no, 40% of black men make less than $38,000 a year. Um, they say that when black um, men pass and, and, and parents pass, right, uh, we leave our kids with bills and very little benefits. As a black successful woman who's thriving and you're only going up from here, why is it important for you and your husband to to build Aaron on demand, to build impact so that you all can have income? I'm curious to know why is why is wealth, because clearly you all have a goal of building wealth. Why is that so important for you two? Um, and uh, I guess the, the overall question is, as a black couple, because um, your content's for everyone, uh, but like as a black couple, why are you all so strategic on what you're doing when it comes with the finances of your business? Yeah. Um, well, for one, we want to build wealth for exactly what you said. So like our children and their children can have an experience to where they don't have to like think about us. Like I, I listened to a podcast and I can't remember what his name was, but he was saying that most black families, once they're, once the next generation, if they become wealthy, their money is going backwards. Their money is going up to their parents and their grandparents, yeah. buying them houses and cars. I don't want, we don't want our kids to think twice, once yeah. about doing something for us because they feel that they have to, or they feel like they have to like pay us back or we're not living a quality enough life as they are able to. So we have, they have to like support us in some way. I don't want that for my kids. Mm. Like I want them to be able to like have and go and do and be and like we good, you know, mm -hmm. like me and your daddy, we good. So <laughs> that's like one of the things that we talk about all the time is just setting ourselves up so that we can set them up to be able to set themselves up to not worry about us. So um, yeah, for for me, it's all about legacy and just also showing my family like who like, you know, my parents and my cousins and all of them, like you can go get it. Like you yeah. can do it. Like we are like the first in our family. I have a family of entrepreneurs, but nothing like this, like wow. nothing like what we're doing and building now. And we have so many cool plans for future things that we want to do to expand Darren on demand, but nothing like this is being done. And so it's kind of like, I'm just taking faith steps and like, all right, God, am I going in the right direction? Like, what's what's up? And he just keeps leading me in the right direction. And I want my family to also see that part of it. So um, that's our ultimate goal. But I feel like you asked me something else, and I don't think I answered it. What's I forgot, because you were just hitting so good right there. <laughs> Y'all remember the question? I don't remember the question, because Aaron was just talking that good stuff. Because here's, you're right, Aaron. I mean, I think we just stay right there um, to, to close out the show here in this subject, because you're right. When I look at, when I look at my mom right now, both of my mothers, I lost my grandma about a few years ago. 
the reason why my family lived paycheck to paycheck wasn't really because we didn't have income. It was because a lot of the resources was going back to help my grandmother live longer because my grandmother didn't put the things in place to where financially she could cover herself. I, I, I told my parents this. I said, hey, listen, I love you, but my wife and children will come before you. So I, while you're healthy, <laughs> while you are good, listen to what I teach about getting out of debt and building wealth. So this way, when you get sick, you're not putting a burden on my family. I'm going to be there. I'm going to make sure that you live as long as you possibly can, but at least make sure that the financial burden is not on me because the financial burden will not be on my kids for me and my wife. And, but when you look at the average black family, the black family, yeah, I got to worry about me and my family and my mom and my dad. And now we're stressing because watch this. We can't put our kids through college debt free because we got to, we have the, 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 the guilt pleasure of, well, if I don't do this for my mom and my dad, you know, then they may not, they may not live. And here's the truth. If my mom would not have done the things that she did for my grandmother, my grandmother would have passed a lot longer, you know, and, and, and I understand why my mom did that but I refused to do that with my kids. So I told my parents, it was a hard conversation and it was harsh. And I don't think they liked it at first, but it's like, it's a conversation that needed to be had. Yeah, and that's a boundaries thing. And I think that that's, you know, that's, that's good that you had that type of conversation. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, you know, like you said, it's like this guilt pleasure or like, I don't feel right buying this nice big new house because you know, like, you don't want your, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like this whole cycle. So yeah, we definitely, we talk about this all the time. We don't want that for our kids. Not, not at all. Not at all. Well, y'all, this is Aaron on demand. You know, this is Aaron on demand. I've been following her for about a year and a half, two years now. And I said, I love, um, the woman of character integrity that she is. I love how she loves her husband. I love how she's building a business that is impacting people, that is impacting lives. And because of that, she is generating a lot of income and she's not chasing the income. She's chasing impact, hard work, and her reward is definitely uh, income. And so if you want to learn how to really just take your message, y'all, I don't have a, I don't have a degree, you know what I'm saying? And I've been able to take my message and really build impact on that, specifically like on stages and speaking on corporate events and turning it into a book. Um, and if you want to learn how to take a message, join us this weekend um, as we talk about that um, on really how to build your personal brand, four keys on how you can build an extra six figure on the side. Um, and then as well, make sure you check out my sister, Anna on Demand. We're going to drop her website, her social media information and her YouTube channel. Um, in today's show notes, because this is one who I love. This is one who I support. And I said, I got to get this woman on the show. And she's so busy. We were talking about this last year. And um, Next time we can be in person. I, I'll be hopefully in D.C. sometime this year. <laughs> hey, man, we got to do that. And got to bring your husband on the show, too, because, I mean, the husband's good. Before we go, you gave me some merchandise, um, you know what I'm saying, that uh, I love. You know, I got to, because when you wore it at the event, I was like, yo, I need that. So I, I'm not saying what the name of it is, because I don't know if it's out yet, but is it, I mean, can we talk about that? But we don't have those ones. We were supposed to make them last year, but we didn't end up making them, but everyone's still asking me about them. So I'm like, okay, maybe we'll do it this year. <sighs> Listen, so much. 
much. Like, I just, uh, it's like one of those revenue streams where I'm just like, uh, I mean, it's cool, but it's just like a lot, especially because we kind of do everything ourselves, but they'll come there. They're, we can leave a link to the ones that we currently have. Okay. Um, and then once we have the new ones, I'll make sure I send you one. The new ones are dope. Let me ask you this question because we're not into merch. We're about to get into merch. What I wore that you saw was a sample order. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that thing was fire. Uh, I said I would wear that every month on a show. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll get them. We'll get them. You got to do it. And as soon as you get them, you ain't even got to come do a full show. Just jump on live real quick. We'll do a commercial and throw it on the show. That's how much I love it because it just really represents what we do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For our culture. And I'm like, yo, like this, this is good because sometimes the creators, you know, um, culture is, is frowned upon. And I think it's frowned upon because people, people are not educated and they don't see the businesses that we're building. Like you employ people full time. I employ people full time. This is a full ran business, but it's like, when you hear creators it's like, oh, that ain't no job. That ain't no business. And I'm like, man, y'all crazy. Like what we do, this is hard. Like this is, this is not just turn on the camera and go off. Like there's a lot of strategy behind it if you're going to be making $50,000 plus a month. Plus. <laughs> it's the plus for me. <laughs> Yo. I love everything you're doing. I love the show. I love Man. just great. Thank you so much for the support and just having me on. I really appreciate it. And I love collaborating and 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 having these types of conversations because you know me and my husband we be talking about this stuff all the time so I, I like to talk with with other people just to you know <laughs> hear some other perspectives because we talk about this nonstop nonstop <laughs> <laughs> y'all love it y'all we love y'all thank y'all so much for joining us and uh, we'll see you on the next show peace out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.